have to start by telling you what a delight it has been to plan for Christmas this year without the worries in quite the same way of the last years. So, and this is when I noticed I wasn't worrying. A couple of days ago, I was watching the, the news to understand what freezing temperatures mean here in Atlanta. Um, and what I noticed was that they were showing us feeds of other cities because the weather here wasn't interesting enough to make much of a news feed. So I saw the weather in St. Louis, and I think I saw somewhere up in the Northeast. And then I saw a commercial for, um, uh, for the live stream of Christmas Eve. I was telling Horace about this. It's not us. Somebody else here in Atlanta is being live streamed on television tonight at 11 o'clock. I know, it's outrageous. And that, that thought, that I had that thought made me think, oh, maybe we're back to something a little closer to what we're all used to in the holidays. I just had some good old Christian envy for who gets to be on TV. Um, because of vaccinations and masks and all our good care and our best efforts um, and preventing the most serious disease for most, we get to be here, right? And there's robust live streaming for those who can't be here. Um, and we're all kind of used to that now. And how great to be in a time where we're more and more in person, which wasn't the case last year at this time. We're not quite there, but more and more. It has just been so fun to plan to light all the lights in the night and recall that new light is coming very, very soon. Now, a few years ago in the pandemic, a rabbi colleague and I were working on an interfaith holiday service on Zoom, because that's all you could do back then. And I can't remember what the occasion was, but it included me receiving a menorah in the mail to light on my desk in view of the little camera on my computer at the right time I picked it up and moved it to Atlanta last year, thinking, of course, I'll never use this thing again and how sad that whole thing had been on Zoom. But I took it out last week to light it because it was Hanukkah. It is Hanukkah. And very much like our Advent wreath here, a row of candles, here's our wreath, but unlike ours, with a servant candle. There's a candle designed to help light the other candles. Really good idea. We should probably have one of those, right? Ours, just has, ours has a Christ candle in the middle, which is our proof that we're done, we did it all. The Christ light has been born, we say, again, hope, joy, love, peace, against every oppression and subjugation. Did you hear that in the prophets? Against every despair. Did you hear of God's mercy for us, undeserved, without limit, in Titus? Delicately flickering, we say, like a light lit by children, as tender as your dreams, as resilient as, your, as our will to protect that light together. Now, it's a strange phenomenon in communities of faith that we give our children fire. Another rabbi friend shared that her toddler daughter, with her first menorah, watched the servant candle burn all the way down, entranced as we all are by fire. But maybe particularly for her as a three-year-old, the fire that she had been given and been allowed to use. She watched it burn down, watching for the miracle, she said, and she said she found one. The wick kept on going, she thought, even as all the wax seemed to have disappeared. And you wanna say, yes, baby, your fire is a miracle. At your hand, on your windowsill, a light to the world, a miracle for the ages. Now, our ancestors of the early church reached far and wide for words to describe the deep knowing of the truth of the Christ claim. 
in defiance of what seemed to be inevitable in this world, the world overwhelmed with sin and harm, danger, war, disease, untimely death, our very own heads at times full of very bad ideas that can harm a lot of others. The ways of the world, we call that, the ways that denigrate people and creation. In the time of the early church, that kind of thinking was organized about around where, the Roman Empire, where in the Roman Empire you found yourself, how much money your family had, your gender, your education, and today by race or gender expression or still by how much money you have access to, and now by the color of your skin and maybe where your family comes from or which passport you hold, if any. And did I mention all those bad ideas that swirl around in all of our heads about power? in the scheming of those who benefit from stoking divisions, sometimes creating them out of thin air, politicizing our very survival and thriving. Then, like now, people struggled to live truthfully, with integrity, true to who they knew they were. And they asked at that time, who is this Jesus? Who are these Christians? And what do they have to say to us? On this day, to consider that question, we turn our eyes to Bethlehem, today in the occupied West Bank, to thousands of years ago when the Roman emperor said the region should be counted for taxation to build a new palace for him. And a small family with very common names, Joseph and Mary, made their way to the place of his family. The house of bread is the translation of Bethlehem, a warm hearth of home. And there a child was born to a woman whose pregnancy was a scandal, but she believed and blessed is she to a man who agreed to bear that scandal with her, for he believed, which means he chose to stand with her, to stay with her. And shepherds, then like now, the folks that work in fields, hear the songs of angels and believed, which might have meant they were curious, and maybe they needed the hope the most. And wise and learned faraway foreigners of other religions read the skies and begin their journey of many years to find what this birth might signify, a kind of belief, seekers, crossing so many borders and boundaries with questions to know more and to see for themselves. And Egyptians and Syrians and Indians and Georgians and Albanians and Greeks and Ukrainians. And we turn our face back to that place to see that small light, a baby, who we believe lights the way to our interruption of evil by the small force of our desire to be faithful. You and me, like that servant candle, helping to count the days of the ancient miracle, like the lights on this wreath that we've somehow managed not to light on fire yet, remembering all those Zoom accommodations to keep the light shining these last few years, handing fire to our children, that their lives and ours may be filled with the light of Christ for our time. Hope, joy, peace, love, freedom, justice for each and every one, and may it be so. Merry Christmas.